motherfucker. We hanging with the crew, motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. Let's get loose, motherfucker. We hanging with the crew, motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. Let's get loose, motherfucker. We hanging with the crew, motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. Let's get loose, motherfucker. We hanging with the crew, motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if you know, but it's time to start the show. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, if you are listening to this show, this podcast, that means you have made it to 2024. Happy fucking New Year. It's 2024. So my advice to everybody in this new year is one thing. Wake up, nigga. That's all I want you to do. That is all I want you to do. My name is Donnie Lush. Uh, it is another episode of Hanging with the Crew, and I am kicking off the new year with my guy, you know what I'm saying, straight up out of the East Coast, host of the Eyeball Podcast, co-host of the Wrestle Rap Podcast, always, you know what I'm saying, always seems to leave me with reactions like this whenever he says something or whenever he posts something. Oh! Every single fucking time he leaves me like that. But this is my guy. You know what I'm saying? Y'all, y'all give it up for my dog. Mighty Vin. How are you doing, boss? Oh, what's going on? What an intro. Yeah. Thank you. You know what I'm saying? I do my best. I do my I do my best. <laughs> How's 2024 treating you? Oh, man. Uh, 2024, like just my shit here, is uh, uh, it, it's it's been quite a, a week uh, as far as 2024 is concerned for wrestling anyway mm-hmm. uh, and basketball. But uh, what a what a day to be recording. <laughs> Yes. What? Uh, yes. We're we're gonna get we're gonna get to that. Uh, cause I didn't read that graphic shit. I just looked at I just looked at headlines. I was like, nope, 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 nope. nope. But but you did mention basketball. And I want to ask you a question. Um, it is we are, um, we are basically midway through the NBA season. Um, how do you feel about your basketball team, the Brooklyn Nets, aka the team I I, I like to call, um. The roster full of B plus players, um, which ain't a bad well, thing. Which ain't a bad thing. Put the hat on. Which ain't a bad thing. Every year, every year on NBA Two K, there will all it never fails. There will always be a roster where if you put a ninety nine overall created player on them, they're gonna like win like sixty games. The Brooklyn Nets are the number one team. <laughs> the number one team. Yeah. In that category, you put a 99 overall point guard on that team, 
you're running the table. <laughs> you're definitely running the yeah. table. So how do you uh, feel about your, how do you feel about your Nets? They need to get rid of Jacques Vaughn. That's how I feel about them. Maybe hire that uh, that Milwaukee coach that just won thirty and th- you know just went thirty and thirteen. That they're now putting Doc Rivers with, and the whole team seems like that's just a cool thing to do. Um, <laughs> I, they were doing a fucking conga line yesterday. I mean, look, I know they had not to pivot to Milwaukee so quickly, but I know they were having issues with the coach. I know the defense dropped from like fourth to twenty eighth in the league. I get it. They were, you know, they were going to have trouble. They were going to have trouble in the playoffs, but you couldn't have said like, "Hey, let's hire a, de- a defensive coordinator. Let's, you know, not throw the baby out with the bathwater." And Giannis apparently liked that, like this this guy, but uh, apparently not that much because you know he'll fight to keep his his brother on the team, uh, you know, all year long, twenty four seven, but. This guy couldn't, you know, this guy couldn't catch a break. Uh, couldn't be fucked to be there half a year, half a season before he's outed. And now they've got Doc Rivers, and I'm sure Doc Rivers is hoping that this is going to be finally the, you know, the chance that he can show that he's not just a one and done, that he, you know, didn't just get lucky in uh, in Boston. And look, Gilbert Arenas brought up a great point about Doc Rivers. Uh, the worst, maybe the worst coach of the year ever. Because remember when he was in Orlando, he won coach of the year for getting them to 500, mm-hmm. which was only like 10 games more than they had won the previous year. Now, look, he, he made them better, but it's not like they, you know, skyrocketed from, you know, 14th in the East to, you know, fourth. Yeah, like, they, they kind of stayed the same. I describe uh, Doc Rivers to the Bucks. As you know, like when you're like your father, like after a certain point, your father just stops wanting to give you advice. And that's what that's that's how I describe Doc Rivers on the book. You know, at some point, like as you get older, once you start working and having kids, your dad's like, you already know what to do. I ain't got to tell you what to do. You know what you need to do. That's what that's what that's how I feel this book situation. With Doc well, Rivers. that's what they're, that's what they're hoping for. They're hoping they just want a guy in there. Who's gonna know what he wants to do? Who's gonna be like, okay, we're gonna do X, Y, Z, and you know, I've got the credentials, and no one's gonna question me on it. Whereas if this, whereas uh, you know, this Griffith guy that they brought in, yeah, they promoted him from within, but he's a first-year guy. They're already a championship-caliber team, so if he says, you know, I want you to jump off a bridge for me, they're they're gonna be like, ah, I don't know if we should do that. Whereas if Doc right. Rivers says it, all of a sudden it's like, oh well, you know, Doc has a plan. Let's stick to the plan. Uh, so, I mean, good luck. You know, again, he's also the coach that has blown the most uh, 3-2 and 3-1 leads in playoff history. So, you definitely mm-hmm. have to factor yeah. that in. My but thing is, back, like, yeah. my thing is with, with Milwaukee, specifically, they might be a victim of holding on to certain players too long. Like, there was a report that said Bobby Portis, after they lost in the end season tournaments of the Pacers, he was he he was pissed off. And I'm like, Bobby Porter's, I don't <laughs> you you've been there entirely too long. You don't even start. Don't I start. don't even I don't even think the problem here's the problem is that and nobody's gonna want to hear this because they could win a championship. They could out offense everyone and win a championship. So you can't discount the moves they made. But you could make the argument 
much like uh, you know the gamble that Phoenix is making right now, that you traded away your best defensive player in Drew Holiday mm-hmm. to get more offensive firepower in uh, in Dame, which is great. You need someone on the perimeter, and Dame's that guy. He's already shown this season that you know he's certainly contributing to their to you know the wins that they have. But if you're going to worry about defense this much, where you're going to, you know, can a coach and bring in someone new because you're you're saying that, okay, you know, you need to share up defense in the playoffs. Well, maybe you should have held on to Drew Holiday, figure out some other way to get Dame. Or if you couldn't get Dame, just be like, hey, let's stay the course and bring in someone else who is maybe not Dame caliber. But maybe it's Drew Holiday caliber, but on the perimeter, on offense. Prime example. Prime example. They get on my fucking nerves. But the Heat just traded Kyle Lowry in a first round pick for Terry Rozier, and so right. now, now their guard pool, without having to give up Tyler Harrow and Duncan Robinson, they have those two people along with Terry Rozier, who is a point guard who can run the offense, and so they have they have a a, a, a player who's you know. Made deep playoff runs. He, um, you know, what I'm saying he, he. One thing I admire is like he went to Charlotte. He got his money. He played basketball, and he handled every like he knew they sucked, but he handled everything like a pro. You know, what I'm saying most like you didn't really hear him complaining about nothing, and now he's he's on Miami. You know, what I'm saying, and I think he's and I think he could be a, a like Terry Rozier could probably he's 29 he could end his career in Miami because he's that type of player that Heat fans and Heat culture like. You know what I'm saying? He plays hard. He he can defend. He can score. You know what I'm saying? He yeah. he can, he he'll if you know what I'm saying he committed to Brad Stevens. You know what I'm saying? Throughout all the turmoil, like, for all the turmoil he went through and like like losing minutes, getting minutes, so he committed to Brad Stevens. He damn sure commits to Eric Spolstra and Pat Riley. So I think the Heat sneaky got them a steal, and depending on who they match up with in the playoffs, playoffs they can make noise again. If Jimmy Butler, well, yeah, well that's that's yeah. the Heat's mo is they take people who, you know, look they could have they were Dame's number one destination, so like they could have made a play for Dame. They were mm-hmm. like, no, like we could find a guy like a Terry Rose. You know, we could find guys who are, you know, you don't need a Damian Lillard to win. It certainly helps, but you don't need someone like Dame's a ten out of ten player, but like. Right, okay, you right, can still right, win right. with now, an eight out. Of, you can still win with an eight out of ten player. Like you don't right. need to to wait around for the best of the best. You just need guys who fit into your system, and that's what I think a lot of teams are learning very quickly. Especially, you know, teams led by Kevin Durant. You know, whether he was in Brooklyn, um, which again, a lot of Nets fans like when I would jump in spaces, uh, you know, two three years ago. I would butt heads with other Nets fans because they'd be like, we're so good. We're blowing teams out. Like when these three are on the court together, you know, you know when we're firing on all cylinders. And I would go one, you know, we're never firing on all cylinders. So like you get that dream out of the pipeline. And then second of all, like my number one complaint with the big three era of the, the Brooklyn Nets was always that, okay, it's cool that we can run up 120 points on a team, but if we're letting the Charlotte Hornets or the Cavs, you know, hang, uh, you know, one one fifteen on us, 
in a win, like that's not necessarily good either. Like, like we need defense and we kept trading away all our defense because we had such a deep bench and it's like, okay, well now we gotta, you know, all the stuff of Kyrie's and we gotta bring in Harden and then Harden gets pissed off because Kyrie's not taking the shot. And then KD doesn't want to be here. And now the thing with KD is, uh, yeah, they've got a good record right now in, in Phoenix, but they're in the same kind of boat where like if their big three isn't on the court playing uh, and Kevin Durant is certainly injury prone, um, they can have problems. They can have big defensive problems because they trade away all their defense to get all this offense when it's like you, you we're seeing in the past couple of years that you need a well-rounded team. Like, you can't just rely on just being an offensive powerhouse because the second you lose one of those pieces, the second you lose one of those guns, um, you're done. And we see that happen. We don't even need to look at teams that have been experimenting. We can look at the Golden State Warriors, who are a well-rounded team when everyone's on the court together, healthy and in their prime. But you take, like, one or two pieces out of that equation, and it's like, look how far they fall down the rankings. Yeah, oh, they 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 fucking collapse, and it's just like with 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 teams like Milwaukee. I I don't listen. I I know he's I know he's a really good six man. I really do. I, and you know, continuity always. You know, what I'm saying continuity is always a plus. But if you to me. If you if there's a defensive guard out there who could who, who could help out for for Bobby Porters, like if you if you could dangle Bobby Porters and maybe a second round pick, I don't know about a first round pick. Well, maybe a first round pick. Them, them picks are gonna be low as hell anyway. Like if you could dangle Bobby Porters in a first round pick for 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 a defensive guard that could that could help, you know what I'm saying? That could help on the defensive end. Alongside Damon Malik Beasley, because in the playoffs you cannot, you can absolutely not depend on Malik Beasley and Pat Connington to get you no. defensive stops on playoff guard. So it's like I've seen rumors where they were, they were, they were uh, look, they were uh, looking to trade Pat and somebody else. But I would say I'd look. I know, I know, Bobby, uh, you know, gives Brook like minutes for when Brook needs to rest and Giannis needs to rest. But I, if, yeah, I would just see. I wouldn't. I wouldn't like. I wouldn't like pull the trigger on it. But I would just see if I could give me a defensive guard or something, and then a guard, a really good defensive guard, whichever one's out there, um, a proven one. You know what I'm saying? If there is one, and if you could get that, then I would. Then I would use Pat and like Pat Connington to give me a backup, a, a solid backup center, or something like that. But that's just me. That's just me. Yeah, and then and then going back to the original question about the Nets, I would say they got to get rid of Jacques Vaughn. This was a nice. This is, it started out as a nice feel good experiment where it's like, okay, we're coming out of all this bullshit last season. You know, he becomes the interim head coach. They go on kind of a run, and it's like, okay, we may have something here. Like, let's yeah, let's promote from within. Let's give him a contract. They were gonna originally get a Doka. Uh, that was kind of toxic at the time. So like, Hey, let's just cool it down. Let's give it to Jacques Vaughn. Okay. Jacques Vaughn didn't work out. Like this one out, I will legitimately chalk up to, you know, kind of like these things happen. Like we tried it. 
seemed like a good idea at the time. And uh, yeah, feel good story that just didn't really turn out so hot. Yeah, and like um, and like the, it started with like like slowly but surely when he was like at the beginning of last season, slowly but surely, like it's just head scratching things like started happening. Like like every time Cam Thomas got in started a game. Yeah, well that's the well you talk about like needing a new coach and like oh why did the Bucks do that? The Nets are the real team that like need a new coach right now because like mm-hmm. I'm convinced if you get a new coach in there and you can really like utilize the right rotation between Mikhail Bridges and Cam Thomas and dare I even invoke like they're saying Ben Simmons can be back as early as next week. Like I don't what does that ben, mean? What does that mean, Ben? I don't know. Yeah, exactly. I don't know what that means anymore. Yeah, I don't really know what that means. But like, like he was, but like he was good the first months of the season. Uh, so like, if you got a new coach and he came back at the same time, and you could really like fit Cam Thomas in in a way that makes sense, because I don't know why. Like there was a point where he like Jacquelon was not playing Cam Thomas, and it's like, what do we do? Like this guy's getting like thirty right, points a night. Right, right. not playing Cam Thomas, but there's there was reports that Spencer Dinwiddie is on strike. He's on well, strike. <laughs> well, I think this speaks to we need a new coach because, like, <laughs> just strike. before the game, just before the game tonight, uh, like they were interviewing Cam, like one of the beat reporters was interviewing Cam Thomas, and he was giving these like very curt answers that were like, I don't know, uh, you got to ask the coach, go ask the coach, and it just feels like this team, again, you know, it may have started off like a feel good story, like hey, we're promoting Jock Vaughn to head coach. Uh, by all accounts, he seems like a great guy. Seems like a real company man, but like he's just not. Right. He he's probably one of the you know he's probably one of these guys that like is an amazing assistant coach, but just not the guy who should be like making the final say. Yeah, it's like, it's like you. It's like to me, I to me like Mikael Bridges. His 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 main objective should be defense. Like scoring should be second to him because you have like you have Cam Thomas. Who is a scoring machine, and I feel like if you just if you have Nick Claxton and Mikael Bridges, like main focus be defense and have scoring come second, it leads to it leads to a successful it leads to like successful basketball, extra possessions because I think well well, well well this is what the Nets need to get back to because right now they're in a place where they they they're losing their identity again, and before the big three happened. I always tell people that when people ask, well, what, what was the, you know, the best period of Nets basketball recently? And I bring up that question because a lot of people on the outside might go, oh, you know, the, the couple months where like Kevin Durant, like if, if his big toe didn't get in the way, like would have made a run to the finals. And it's like, no, 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 I don't think that at all. I think the best period was the, one and a half to two years right before Kyrie Irving showed up. And probably mm-hmm. even that first year because it was, yeah, it was when, just yeah, Kyrie. when like when like they don't they don't give the Nets credit, but the Nets because their because their record was literally five hundred during that time. Well I'm talking but, about I'm talking about the players they had. The Nets in right. their own way, they hit on the Celtics picks. Like the picks yes. with the Celtics. They got Karis LeVert. I think they got Jared Allen. They got Ronnie. Like, like y'all had, y'all got really good, solid players at the bottom of the draft, 
and y'all developed them as best as you could. And right, so and it, they were in a they were basically in a place where on any they were at the place that I would say the Cavs are right now, where mm-hmm. on any given night they could beat anyone in the league. That doesn't mean they're the best team in the East. That doesn't mean that they can outmuscle anyone on any given night. But like on any given night, like this is a team that can it can gel together and like beat anyone. And that was the Nets in like 2019. Right. And, and, then, a, and then, yeah, and now they've lost that identity because they've had to give away a lot of those pieces. And, you know, they kind of had it back last season where it was like, okay, we got to, in that second half of the season, where it was like, okay, we got to galvanize together and, like, we're going to really, like, show people what we can do. Um, but again, it's at the point now where it's like, okay, you get, you know, Mikhail Bridges was great. He's a great addition. But you need the right coach now because we need to get back to developing those young guys. We need to get back to developing guys off the scrap heap. And we need to show people that this organization can build people from the ground up again. Because it was it was it was depressing earlier in the week when the Knicks came to town and it was back to the old like, oh you know, the, the, the Madison Square Garden. Madison Square Garden West or whatever, like yeah, where you, you have you know you have you have Cam Johnson and Dorian Finney-Smith not being properly utilized, and they're making a lot of money. And I'm just like, well, what what is <laughs> what are they doing? You know, what I'm saying if you're not properly utilizing them, get them out of there. You know, what I'm saying get back good players or get back picks if you're not. Gonna, you know, what I'm saying if you just you know have them. You know, what I'm saying just not being in their right position because they it's it's a it's it's a bunch. It's so it's a lot of talent on that team. It's just a lot of talent on that team. And like Jack Vaughn is just Jack Vaughn is like doing I I don't know about his bad, but he's doing just as almost as a, a worse job with all that talent as Monty Williams is. You know what I'm saying? So Well, I mean Monty Williams is I don't know what the hell's going on in Detroit. Like that's a whole other crazy. Because at least to- like because the the Nets, I would say, are in a are in what I would consider a regular hole that a lot of teams would could find themselves in, where it's mm-hmm. like, okay, we got to fire the coach, we got to rejigger some things around, and hopefully we'll get out of it. And there's still ha- you know ha- more than half a season left to kind of like right the ship and maybe make some noise. But what the Pistons? I don't even know what you classify what the Pistons are in right now. They're trying to trade like, for Zach Levine, and I'm like, what is that even? What why? Like it's like why I don't know that doesn't that doesn't help or hurt. I mean they'll score like like that doesn't help help Kay Cunningham. I mean him and Zach Levine will score a lot of points and they'll win some games. But I for I think you I think at this point you trade Kay Kay Cunningham. I know that sounds crazy to a lot of people because it's like oh Kay Cunningham's like the one bright spot on that team. And it's like yeah get get something for him while you can because. You got to do something like, dare I even say, like, you got to blow it up again. Like, this is just a bridge too far with the record they have right now. Where it's like, mm -hmm. let me tell you something right now. Let me tell you something right now. If I was Golden State, I would take Draymond Green's contract, Andrew Wiggins' contract, Jonathan Kuminga and Moses Moody. Two first round picks, and I'll say, "Give me K Cunningham." I don't know why they didn't give me K Cunningham, 
and <laughs> just I just started all the way over. I just started I all mean, the way over. I mean, Kate Cunningham is such a, I mean, someone get him, someone get that man a lollipop. It's like, he looks so depressed. Like, every time they cut to him, on like a clear, because the thing with the Pistons is like a lot of these games. I just say a lot, but like some of these games, they're they're only losing by a couple points, and but each game continues this streak of like the worst record ever. Like they they ended up in this weird spot where what is even their? Let me see what their record is now because I know they've got the record. I think it's like five and thirty-seven. Is it five? And, okay, let's see right now. Pistons record let's see what they are they're 15th in the eastern conference and she's obviously dead left they are 5 and 39 that's disgusting they are 5 and 39 that is, that is disgusting do they win Spurs seven and do they tie the do they tie the 12 and 70 nets are they are they gonna get seven more wins <laughs> i don't know where you i don't know where they get seven more wins like do they play the Cause Wizards? Because they've got five, and it's already almost February. So then there's going to be like you know the big rush to the playoffs after the All Star break. So like, I don't necessarily know where you get those wins, but the problem with the the Pistons, I mean, there's a lot of problems, but I, it, the the problem with the Pistons, the back of the whole thing up, is that. They got on this losing streak, and then once they got on it, and it was evident that like they could break a record, what happened was no team wanted to be the team that stopped them from breaking the record. So they, instead of just getting you know every team at their average, they started getting every team at their best. So like teams would not play down to them. Like I still, they, like, I still think they should get every team at their best. <laughs> I still yeah. Think it's- I still think you should get up and play your best for the business every single night. No, you should, but but obviously, like, so we live in reality, and that sometimes doesn't happen. But like, you know, teams are seeing the Pistons coming, and now it's becoming a thing where it's like, oh shit, we got to get like extra up tonight because we don't want to, like, we don't want to lose to the Pistons. Like, we could lose, yeah, lose to any other team. It's like, okay, even losing to the Spurs, you could you could rationalize it and be like, oh, well, you know, Wembenyama had, like, an, a, an amazing night and is really, like, coming into his own. The Pistons are just, like, a whole other thing. Nobody wants to lose to the Pistons. Right. And it's like, and it's like, the the positive like there's no positive outlook on on Cade. It's not like there are a few people that be like, oh my god, Cade's really good. But then the majority of people is like, man, get Cade Cunningham out of there. Get him yeah. out of there. Like it was just like, yeah, like it's, it's there's no hope. There's no uh, outside of P- Pistons fans. There's nobody going like, yeah, I can't wait to see Cade Cunningham develop in Detroit. It's like no. Like, no, because no, he's not developing. Like people think he's right. regressing now. Like he's the same. Like, like he was in college, and that's another thing. And that's another thing. Gilbert Arena says a lot of like weird shit, but the one thing he said is like everybody's plant. Like like because of like AAU culture, everybody, every basketball player in the league now. Well, as soon as like Braun, Steph. 
KD, Kawhi, those guys leave. We're going to have a bunch of basketball players that are that that were uh, taught to be one-on-one players. So, like we have, like, so you get all these high draft picks, no matter if it's a center, a, a wing, or a guard. Every single one of them has been raised and taught that they're the man. On that AAU team, they average 30 points and 15 rebounds, 25 points yeah. and 11 assists. They, they, they dropped 60, 70, 80 in the game. They held the ball all the goddamn time. So nobody wants to be nobody wants to be a three-point specialist. You know, this is the this is the problem, is that picks everyone uh, play, any team that's telling you oh, well, you you know, you just got to wait two years because we've got all these number one picks. That's a team that's doomed to fail. That's a team that doesn't know what they're doing because having high draft picks doesn't necessarily mean anything. Like, yeah, if if you've got the number one pick and you can get, you know, Carmelo Anthony or Wembenyama, like, yeah, okay, you, you jump at it. But, you know, how are the Spurs doing right now? You know, like, right. like yeah, I'm sure he's going to develop. But, you know what, that team's yeah, got to develop. Wimby. They how, got Wimby with a bunch of people that don't want to give him the ball. Go ask the <laughs> go ask, go ask ask the Cavaliers of, of 2003 to 2009 uh, how they were dealing with LeBron. Now, you know, they'll tell you, oh, well, we made the finals and we got in the playoffs all those years. He and stuff. made the finals. You, he just yeah, exactly. He just happened to be LeBron, wearing LeBron. Yeah, exactly. LeBron made the finals. It's like because he because he didn't have any help. Like he like right. you know, if he had if, if, if it was a functioning fucking organization, maybe they would have won a couple finals then. You know, yeah, so the high draft order. picks don't mean a whole lot. Like everyone can get high draft picks. Like that's not you can make some some savvy trades and stock. You know how long have the Knicks stockpiled high draft picks? And all of a sudden, like, you know, they make a couple savvy trades and, you know, get Jalen Brunson, uh, you know, Hart. And, like, all of a sudden, they're, they're a contending team. Didn't really have all that much to do with high draft picks. Right, right, right. And the, 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 the Celtics picks, when they got the picks from the Nets, those picks don't mean nothing if we don't draft Jalen Brown and Jason Taylor. If we draft yeah. anybody, anybody else except those two in those spots – it's all for, like we're we're a lottery team. <laughs> like we're, yeah. we're a lottery team. Like we, you know what I'm saying? There was uh you know what I'm saying? There was like I remember 2016, there was a rumor that Danny Ainge really liked Josh Jackson. <laughs> he was willing to take Josh, really like Josh yeah. Jackson. And it ended up he ended up he ended up taking Jalen Browns, but like but but around that time, whoever Danny Ainge really liked. It intrigued a bunch of GMs around the league. So even though he took Jalen Brown, the Suns took Josh Jack- Jackson. Yeah. Year, to Josh Jackson and Dragon Bender a year after drafting Devin Booker. So it's, it's you know what I'm saying? Like, it's crazy. Yeah, and then, like, going back to the Pistons, like, they gave Monty Williams all that money. Like, highest paid coach out. ever. Seven and it's... Out. And it's like, what is it all... <laughs> what is it all for at this point? Like, because I, like I don't know what that contract is like, but I don't know how you get out of it. 
Like, how do you get at it? Like, is, they, they, yeah. they better have crossed their T's and dotted their I's on that contract where they can. I think, I think, I think if you want some kind of success, if you want some kind of success with Monty, I'm talking about if you want success with Monty Williams as a coach, I think you look at the youth on that roster and you pick the youth you want to keep and you ship out the other ones. Like, they brought in Danilo. Like, they brought in Danilo Gallinari, who's on his last leg. They brought in, like, I think Mike Muscala in that trade. They're trying to get Zach Levine. So if you bring in, you know what I'm saying, if you bring in, like, veteran talent, proven talent, it helps Monty a lot. Helps Monty a lot. He's not really a good, like, Monty's not a, he's not a, he's not a developmental guy. He's kind of like, like, he's kind of, he's good with established talent. He's he's also well, the Chris thing is he was brought in with he was brought into to uh nurture young talent, which is funny that like that's what he was crazy. brought in to do. Which is crazy when you look at the the bulk of his success comes from when he has established talent, i.e. Chris Paul, David West, Tyson Chandler, go to the Suns, Chris Paul, Devin Booker, Mikael Bridges, Cam Johnson, DeAndre. Like you you know what I'm saying? Like they you, need to the they need to just come out. As an organization, and say, you know what, we're we're taking the rest of this season, not off, but we are using the rest of this season to evaluate talent. We're going to make like you're going to see us make crazy moves in 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 the middle of games. You're going to see us, um, you know, do things that seem really stupid. Like just come right out and say, it. just be like. We're we're working our guys out, and we're figuring out who's here for the long haul and who's not, and we're we're building a team again from the ground up. But I guess yeah. they can't say that because then the league gets involved and it's like, well, you, you're not playing your best and blah, blah blah. So I guess they can't. But I don't know. Like there have been teams who have done that to some extent before. Like Popovich, I think, has done that um, to some extent. Like he's thrown games just to experiment. Yeah around it's but it's, like a whole season that's it's tough they're in a they're in a they're in a bad spot whichever way they decide to move a, yeah this is in the bad spot meanwhile on the west the youth movement is alive and the old guard is kind of struggling like the warriors yeah. have done and then like the lakers the lakers are like we're we we we, we trade these pieces we're a championship level team then it, but then they're also like LeBron is old. But then they're also like AD's got to step up. But then they're also like if we put if we put our guys in the right position, we can still win games and we can still make the play. But then they're like five Darvin Ham. But then they're like it's just a bunch. It's like a bunch yeah, of bullets. Yeah. It's like a whole bunch of shit. Well, because like, Lakers fans, Lakers fans want to win now, and they never want to see anything through. Um, because they because we've seen. Or they've seen rather what can happen when they do change things on a dime. Because last season it looked like they were going nowhere fast, weren't even going to make the playoffs. And then they make a couple changes and they go on that run at the end of the season to the Western Conference Finals. So they've already seen that, okay, it can be done. So they now have this thing in their head where it's like, okay, well, you know, we don't like Darvin Ham right now. We could just like fire Darvin Ham. Rui Hachimura and Austin Reeves were untouchable last summer. They were, right. They were, 
Non-negotiable. Now all of a sudden it's like, oh, I'll get Rui off the team. It's like maybe Rui's just having a bad, a bad run. Like maybe some, maybe they they need to light a fire under. Like I don't think you need to get rid of Rui Hachimura. Vanderbilt shouldn't be, shouldn't be, shouldn't shouldn't get twenty nine minutes a game and start. Yeah, he should. He shouldn't. And like once you realize, (laughs) once you realize. Now, even though he's he's phys- he's a physical specimen, he shouldn't be on the court that long. Yeah, it's yeah, it's like yeah. The 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 sad fact about the Lakers is that they're they're a tale of two teams in one, where you've got LeBron and AD, and you know, for as much as AD has had issues staying on the court, he apparently is like one of the more consistent players in the NBA. This season, and even like going back to the latter half of last season, so like he's found a way to stay on the court. So it's like, great, you've got AD on the court a lot more now. LeBron is still LeBron, he's defying everyone and like yeah, still adding to his resume. He won the first, you know, play in tournament. Um, he's still putting up like you know, 28. That meant so much in the moment, that meant so much in the well, it means a lot to LeBron because now he can always say he won the first one. Oh, you um, oh it, oh listen, let me tell you something. This is what I this is what I, I know he won't do it. I know he won't do it. If if I was LeBron, if I was LeBron, I'd go out after the Olympics. <laughs> I'd go out. I go no, out because he because he's got the one last bucket list item, which is he wants to play with Bronny. And that's something that, like, you can't even, like, it's something that, like, people have brought up intermittently, but I think once people actually see it happen, it'll come more into focus just how, like, inquantifiable that situation is. Where, like, that, where, like, that doesn't happen in sports. Like, I think we saw it, what, with Ken Griffey Jr. and Sr. They played, like, a handful of games together, something like that. Might have only been just like one game or something. Like my my thing he was with like already is, on his way out. My thing but, with that is mm-hmm. uh after after they played that one game together and LeBron like like he like goes <laughs> he goes home. Like what do you do with Bron Bronny James? Because not saying he well, that's for that's for whatever team who gets yeah, him. Yeah, like not saying not saying he won't develop into a NBA player, but about what I'm watching at USC, he I think he needs another year, and I really think he needs another year because remember his uh, health scare, you know what I'm yeah. saying and stuff like that. I, I really do think he needs. I don't think he needs to come out this year. I think he needs one more. I think I, I think more. people are looking at the wrong uh, Braun child. I think the oh, oh Bryce, Bryce, I think Bryce is the real deal. Bryce James is is amazing. I think, and I hope I'm wrong because I I don't. Uh, these situations are so sad, but like, I think it's it could be one of those situations where everyone's putting all their hopes and expectations on Bronny, and there's no way he can live up to them, and he's basically going to be the fall guy. So then, when Bryce comes in, the expectations are a little lower. People have sort of got their head out of the clouds, and he can just develop into like a really good NBA player. Maybe a championship contender, but like he doesn't have the expectations of being LeBron James's son. Right, right. Because his name is Bryce, 
and not LeBron James Jr. Right, so, Bronny, like you said, Bronny could be number two years until we see him in the NBA, and like we've known Bronny his of Bronny his entire life. Like we've known for the past eight years that he's destined to be in the NBA at some point. No, because they've just they pushed him. They've pushed him to be in that position. And look, I'm sure he wants to be there. Like I don't think LeBron's the type of dad that would, um, you know, tell his son no. Like you're going to be in the NBA whether you want to be or not. Like, but they, you know, great power comes great responsibility. Like you're LeBron mm-hmm. James's son. Not um, to compare and, children. Not to compare children. But between the three of them, the most successful child is going to be the. Zuri, my little sister. She's gonna she's she's gonna do a whole bunch of stuff. She's so gonna, like, she's gonna, gonna, she's gonna put the WNBA like no, I don't think gonna, I don't think I don't think she's gonna like she might like like so, like she might be the child that's like no like I don't like basketball. <laughs> okay. like yeah, I think she's gonna be you know there, there's always that when you have a lot, there's always that one that's like I think Bryson Brown ain't gonna do bad. I think she might play it, but Dubbed, it's like, like how it's like how for it's like how for twenty years we only knew two Olsen twins, and then all of a sudden yeah. like it was like oh who's sister. this other Olsen twin that's in like actual movies, right, right and why like yeah like and then it's like and then it's like <laughs> like and then it's like they're not that like like Elizabeth Olsen and Mary Kate Nashley Olsen you would think that they're like a decade apart. They're only three years apart. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and, and like we never knew that there was another Olsen yeah, twin. There's like, there's like, there's like, you know, I mean, there's, I think Elizabeth was been in like, like home video stuff or something, or like they had like a couple shows in the night. But like the fact that they're only three years apart, I didn't expect them to be that close. It did like Mary Kate and Ashley, they, they, they moved to London or some shit. They like, right. I think, like, they, I think they pivoted to fashion. Pivoted to fashion and like launched like a lot of empires and fashion and stuff like that. That's awesome. That's awesome. They smoked yeah. a lot of cigarettes. They smoked the whole. They they yeah they they dibbled and dabbled in the drugs. But no, I think Zuri is gonna be like she might be the child to be like I don't I don't want to put that. I want to do the business. Want to do the business stuff. But enough about basketball. I don't I don't want to talk about that 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 old nasty fuck. <laughs> yeah, we don't need to talk wrestling. We're, yeah, we don't need to talk. What the, oh, now I'm talking about specifically the old nasty fuck stuff. I don't want to talk about that. A lot yeah. of shit is happening in wrestling. I think something has been announced every day this week so far in wrestling. So yeah, I haven't even had a had a chance to record wrestle rap yet this week because I like I was gonna because Emilio's sick. I was gonna record a solo one today where I was like I was talking to Emilio last night. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I got some time in the middle of the day, like around lunch. I'll record more. And I see all this stuff coming up with Vince McMahon. I'm like, mm. I right, well, I was gonna talk about Netflix, but like, I guess you're gonna wait That's for all this shit to drop. Like. That's what I want to talk about because then I like there are certain constants in American civilization that there are certain things that just like it's just it's just become like natural in all of our brains as Americans. Three of those things are Saturday Night Live, Monday Night Football, and even if you're not, even if you faded out of wrestling, Monday Night Raw. So the fact that one of those conglomerates is moving to a streaming service 
and being Monday Night Raw is like it's like a that's it's a it's a cosmic shift. I don't know if it's as cosmic a shift as people make it out to be. Because here's the thing, and here's like the point that I think when you say it out loud, a lot of people kind of go like, "Oh yeah, yeah, no, you're actually right." And that is, I hear a lot of people going, "Oh well, now I gotta, now I gotta get a, a I gotta re-sign up for Netflix. I gotta buy Netflix to watch Monday Night Raw." And to that, I just go like, "Well, how were you watching it before? Like, you got you got pay for cable." Are you not paying for cable? Yeah, that's another Monday thing. That's another thing. People was like, Monday Night Raw's been free for 30 years. No, it has not. Yeah, they're like, oh, I got to pay for it now. It's like, yeah, well, you were paying, you were paying like 60 to 80 bucks for it before. Yeah, you were getting a lot of other channels too, but like, we know how cable works. You know, we all get it for the five or six channels that we want. And then, like, you know, the rest is just kind of like, you know, whatever. Yeah, and then, so like, to, and like satellite so, TV has been around for, like, 20 years. So it's like, wait, dish, direct? Like, what are you talking about? Like, that's been Yeah, around. like, and, and also, the other reason I say it's not that big, big a deal is because, you know, yeah, Raw has always mostly been on, not mostly, it has always been on USA. Um well, no, well, no. It's it's been. There were times where it went to Spike TV, mm-hmm. so it has moved, and certainly SmackDown has moved around channels throughout its existence. It's been on USA. It's been on UPN. Um, it's been on Fox. So this is all not new. The only thing that's new about it is that it's going to a streaming service. But the fact that we're all so used to watching things on streaming services already. The only thing that I guess is catching people off guard is the fact that I guess they're one of the first to to do it. But this has been a long time coming because was, I mean they were the first to create a streaming service outside of you know what I'm saying. With, yeah, with and a, now and now all of it's gonna you know it's gonna go to Netflix and you know when the Peacock deals up, I'm sure they're gonna navigate everything over to Netflix. And when you go to Netflix, there'll be you know, a tab for, you know, TV shows, movies, WWE network or whatever. And it'll just, it'll just be there. And on Monday nights, it'll stream live. Or, you know, if you get home late, you could w- watch it, rewind it and watch it from the beginning. You know, it's, it's, it's not going to be this weird, like death knell that some people are predicting it's going to be where it's like, oh, they got to kind of like build something from scratch now because they're going to something that's unproven. It's like the amount of the amount of people who will have more access to WWE than before. It cannot be understated here because mm-hmm. again, you know, you pay for cable and some cable packages don't have the USA network. As hard as that is to believe, there are some cable packages out there that just don't have it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, now what's going to happen is Netflix, well, anyone can get Netflix, you can get it on your computer, you can get it on your phone, you can get it on your smart TV. So like if, you know, let's say tonight's Monday night and raw is going to be on 10 minutes from now. Oh, well, I'll just take five minutes, sign up for Netflix. And all of a sudden I'm watching raw. I don't have to wait for the fucking cable guy to show up. I don't have to pay for a package and argue with people. Like, 
it's a whole it's a whole new world and it, it's getting easier to consume this stuff now i do understand where a lot of people are coming from when they go okay um especially when it comes more this is more as it comes to sports um where it's like oh i gotta pay to get you know the regional sports network to watch some baseball games and i gotta watch you know peacock's got two games a week and then i gotta pay you know amazon's got a game of the week so to get everything you know you gotta pay for you know all these other services and i could see how that can be annoying but at the same time um when did you ever get all the games and i hate to be that guy that's like that's like oh it really isn't as bad as it is but like if you're uh, a basketball fan uh, yeah, your regional network probably isn't going to, you know, allow you to buy a streaming service or they don't offer it yet where you can get, you know, all the Knicks games or all the Nets games. But believe me, that's coming. That will happen in the next 10 years. Like, yeah, that's this, like League Pass, uh, believe me, me and Martensi Johnson from ESPN had this conversation a lot where we because we both love the idea of League Pass. But in execution, League Pass is garbage oh. because you just, there's so many blackout restrictions, and like the best you can hope for when you get like your team pass is like, oh, you could watch the games like uh, a day later. It's like, well, I don't want to watch it a day later. I want to watch it live, but you can't do that because there's licenses and all this stuff. So they will fi- believe me. They will figure that out eventually. But going back to the original point, you never got all the games. There was a point where, you know, baseball for a sport that has 165, you know, 162 games uh, a year, you would only get like the Saturday afternoon game on like WPIX in New York. Like you would get like two, three games a week. Like you wouldn't get every single game. Like your team would have to be home for you to get a game or it would have to be like a game of the week kind of thing where it was on a national platform. So like when it, you know when you bring it back around to wrestling and we're only talking about you know a couple different shows it's not nearly as bad it's not nearly as bad as people are making it out to 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 be and i think the real advantage that WWE has hit on is that they've got every base covered now because you've got smackdown's going to be on USA so they've got cable covered They've got over-the-air TV covered because they're going to have um, NXT on CW. Mm-hmm. And now they've got streaming covered because they're going to have everything else in Raw on on Netflix. And, yeah, it's kind of split right now between Netflix and Peacock. But, again, like once, you know, the Peacock deal runs out, I, I think it's almost guaranteed that all that stuff is going to go right to Netflix because – um, in the deal, in the Netflix deal that, that just came out this week, it basically says that like every territory outside of the U.S., because in the U.S. we have Peacock right now, everything's going to Netflix anyway. All the pay-per-views, you want WrestleMania this year, you're going to go through Netflix. So it's all going to gravitate towards one sort of WWE network hub on yeah, Netflix. And, and on top of that, uh, there are USA shows on Netflix all of the CW shows, when the season is up, it goes straight to Netflix like the next day. 
So I so I imagine so I imagine that they, they can work a deal with where after every NXT show it's on Netflix the next morning. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, yeah, on Netflix the next morning. And the plus, like like I was like I was saying, like it's it's been a constant like Saturday night live and Monday night football. The people who are grandfathered in to Saturday Night Live, if Lauren Michaels announced that Saturday Night Live will be exclusively on Peacock, those people are going to Peacock. Those people who have been watching, yeah, Saturday and people forget, Night. like, like they may get new people, right? Right, they may get new people. They might like, like the fact that I could, like, the fact that I might not catch it live, but the next morning I could just watch an episode of Saturday Night Live on Peacock to pass time because in my in my years of living, I've never really known when when it came on, or like, <laughs> know when it came on. Yeah, so like, yeah, like the people who've been watching Monday Night Raw since 1993, daily, they're gonna, they're gonna, they already have Netflix. That's another, that's another thing. Like, they already have Netflix. Like, prime example, I'm with T-Mobile. Like, T-Mobile, a T-Mobile plan comes with Netflix. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. So, like, it's not, yeah, like it's not as big a deal as people are making it out to be. Like, it's a big deal, but it's not like. People make it seem like they gotta change. They gotta change their. They gotta change their daily plans. Like, oh, I gotta fucking yeah. call you know, call my wife Netflix and cancel this the, and add this. It's like it doesn't have like the roller. Netflix doesn't have the Rolodex anymore that uh, uh, HBO has. Uh, no, but this is them building it back up because, like, I, I don't really care for anything that Peacock has outside of the network. But it's like you know what. You put the WWE network on it, all of a sudden now it's like I guess I gotta get it. Like you that's how you bring people to these services. You make it what does Cody Rhodes say? You make it undeniable. Like you have to give people something to to watch. Like you said, the Netflix Rolodex in the past five, six years has depleted quite a bit. Like unless I know Mm -hmm. a lot of people where it's like unless uh, it's a new season of Stranger Things. Or you know something really big coming to Netflix, like they're just they're they're not paying attention. Right. To it. They yeah, may even still of, have it, but it's like not. outside of Stranger Things, like it's not. It's I don't I can't think of another show that I know. Oh, this is on Netflix. When it used to be Stranger Things, House of Cards, it used to be it used to have, they used to have like six, like six of them. Just yeah, just, Orange is the New Black. Like they would have these yeah, all of that type of shit. Break like people people who never seen Breaking Bad like could, could binge Breaking Bad yeah. on Netflix and stuff like that. But it's like it's like Netflix is also watching the mishandling that David Zaslav is doing with HBO and that Warner Brothers Discovery deal. And so right. and so like and so like them these moves are building them back up while like while like that. While like that HBO WBD deal is it's it's cheapening and it's diminishing the greatness that is HBO. Like that they're, they're paying for projects that they're not putting out. You know what I'm saying? And so and so like they're you know what I'm saying that they're, they're starting to path on revving everything up. They have all these live action animes. You know what I'm saying? They had One Piece last yeah. summer. They had Yu Yu Hakusho in December. They had um. They had uh oh like next month they have Avatar you know what I'm saying they have a lot of you know what I'm saying they have a lot yeah of- like they need they need to be doing stuff like that where it's like 
for a while they were just throwing stuff at the wall, and now it seems like they finally are like, hey, here's a couple like key things that we're gonna build up where it's like you want anime here, we're gonna build up our anime. You want um here. You want wrestling? We're gonna get we're gonna get in with the biggest wrestling company, and they're gonna have all their pay-per-views eventually migrate to to us and have their flagship Monday night show on our streaming service. And like they may do similar thing. Like who knows? They may they may cut a deal with I mean, they wouldn't because I know HBO you know it um it's owned by different companies and stuff. But like who says like they can't cut a deal with like an ESPN, for example, where it's like, oh, you you know what, you you know what a really good thing for them to do would be since they already have a lot of anime on it. If they, if they, Crunchyroll, yes, if they, if they combine Crunchyroll, like if you, if they combine that drawer where you could go to Netflix and also go watch every single, like if you combine, I I would, I would not be shocked if you start seeing more streaming services sort of combine their powers. What kind of like mm-hmm. how yeah. Disney Plus has like the Disney Plus, but you can also throw in ESPN Plus for a couple extra bucks. And like Hulu. you know, you get Hulu. Um yeah, I would not I would, be I would not be surprised if Netflix and Crunchyroll. Yeah, if it's like Netflix, hey, you know, pay fifteen bucks a month, but like for an extra, you know, five bucks, like we'll we'll throw in access to Crunchyroll. Yeah. Like why not? Make it, you know what I'm saying? Make it its own specific tab, or just, or yeah. just put every, just if you if you put every single thing that Crunchyroll has to offer in a Netflix search bar, you and you print money. Well, well, I think that's what it's going to be. Is it's going to you're going to see a lot more streaming services have like, you know, you go to Netflix and it's going to be, you know, if they did a presentation, it'd be like Netflix, and then underneath the Netflix banner, it'll be like WWE Crunchyroll, mm-hmm. uh, you know. What whatever like, you know, they're, like they're gonna start acquiring smaller services, or uh, you know properties, and having them be be the home for them because you need you need that you need those anchors because if you can get people who are interested in one or two of those anchors they'll stick around like Paramount Plus. Paramount Plus is actually a really good streaming service. Um, it is. and they've, and they've got a real, they've got some real good anchors there. Like they've got a lot of sitcoms and like legacy programs. Um, but one of the big things for me personally is they've got Star Trek. So they've got everything. Um, the only hangup they have with, with Star Trek is that for whatever reason, they have a deal with HBO where like. The movies every like six months go back and forth between streaming services. I don't quite get why. I'm sure it's a holdover from some deal they made years ago, but like that's the deal they have. But like all the shows, there are all the new shows they're doing. It's all on Paramount Plus. So if you want Star Trek, like you know, I got to go to Paramount Plus to get that. Right. I would. Um, I would also love for. Of course, Disney Plus has all the Disney Channel shows. I would love for Paramount Plus to be the hub for all the Nickelodeon shows and the Cartoon Network shows. But it's just some are very, like, they're very selective in those shows. You know what I'm saying? With what's on there. But uh, they do have, like, Paramount Plus has unique original programming on there, too. You know what I'm saying? I'd like, 
I'm not a star. I'm not a Star Trek guy. I'm not really a Star Wars guy. But I did kind of watch a couple episodes of like Picard. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah it wasn't. You know what I'm saying? It was nice. We had about an hour of it, but like before we go, before we get out of here, mm-hmm. like the Royal Rumble is this Saturday, and we I do we we have four matches in the Royal Rumble. It's it's kind of uh, like also also both Royal Rumbles, like we don't. We don't, there's not like, there's no inkling of a clear winner. You know what I'm saying? Good. Both, both, good, great, great, great. The only thing that's that, that we know for sure is that uh, the tribal chief is walking out with his title at the end of the Yeah, night. he's walking out with his title. Yeah. And I, I will put this out there. I don't think, and this is going all the way up to WrestleMania, I don't think Cody Rhodes is finishing the story this year. Hmm. I'm just—I don't know what's happening. I'm just watching. I don't think he's gonna. I—I I would not be shocked if he doesn't even get a match with Roman. I think people are building up in their heads that okay, well, he lost last year, so they're gonna do it this year. And all year, people have been going, "Oh yeah, well, well yeah, it's a, like Cody Roman. They're doing it. You know, they're, they're running it back this year. Nobody told the, you they're running uh, it back. Nobody told the, you they're running they're doing it back. The, like, like a lot of a lot of uh, by last summer, a lot of conversation was like. There. Well, after WrestleMania, like months after WrestleMania, a lot of conversation was like the Cody Roman thing is like Cena arrived. Where like Cena lost the first time, he goes through this, you know, what I'm saying this loser show. He builds himself back up and he right. finally wins. And I'm like, that'd be nice, that'd be fun. But I'm just like, I don't, I'm, I don't think so. I don't, I don't know. I'm just watching. I, I just, I'm just watching, and I, and I'll figure out, I'll figure out how I feel at the end of WrestleMania. Yeah, I don't know what's gonna happen. See, no like, uh, yeah, like I don't know, like, because even The Rock now is like, oh, I like to play the long game. I don't, uh, you know, I, I I wait for my moment and pick it up. So it's like, I don't even, I can't be certain that we're even getting The Rock at WrestleMania. And now, if I was booking it, I would say you have The Rock interfere and help take out the bloodline. And that leads to next year, Rock and Roman head of the table. I would, um, I would, me, me, I feel you. But I would add to it. I would, I, me, I'm because I, I, I'm, I'm an overbook. I love overbook. I would actually have Rock and Roman at Elimination Chamber, and I would actually have Rock acknowledge his Tribal Chief and stand beside him until WrestleMania, and he screws Roman over, and that's how you, and that's how you set up. And that's how you set up. You don't have to, and you don't even have to do that as a match. But you could just have him stay. You can yeah. just have the Rock on weekly television with Roman Reigns standing next to him. <laughs> see, but the, see, but the problem, the problem with that is it's too short a time. Like you feel like it would just be feel like we're rushing it. Like, uh, like okay, yeah, he does yeah. the elimination like, chamber and, and then goes right into WrestleMania. That's the only problem with that. Um, yeah, and it's like with. I know forty is a forty is a is a big this is this is a big year for WrestleMania and uh, I would I would I I would what I would love what I loved early on like after us I would I wanted I wanted if we could have it I would have just loved I would love I would love Roman Cody at forty and then Roman Seth at forty one because I feel I keep saying this I feel like. 
I feel like Cena Rock 1 and 2 got in the way of Cena Orton, main events mm-hmm. in the Mania. I feel like 28 yeah. or 29, you could have used that. You, that could have been a spot for like the two, the two, the two of their generate the, the two of their generation matches. And I really I, feel that I, yeah. and I really if you my favorite thing about last year, if you go, you know what I'm talking about, man. Leading yeah. up to WrestleMania, Roman and Seth's interview. Where like how Seth was talking about Roman, how Roman was like, like my schedule is my schedule. Seth wishes he can have my schedule, but he doesn't. And so it was like yeah. But like I was just like, oh, you could, you could, you could milk this for two years, like, like those two, you could yeah. milk this for two years, and you know what I'm saying. Outside of Jimmy Us- Jay Uso, Seth is the only person who has a quote unquote win over Roman Reigns. So it's it's like well, it's- again, remember after WrestleMania last year when they did the scrum, Paul Heyman was like, oh, this is a baseball game. We're just in the third inning, right? So uh, clearly they've got some long-term plan going, and I'm willing to give them the benefit of the doubt. I will say this: I do like, I do like the Roman Reigns, Nick, all the bloodline, Nick Aldis thing. I really do like that. Really. Well, we'll see. And then where does CM Punk fit into all that? Like this week on Raw, him yeah, and Cody. What do you think about kinda, that? What do you think about the, the Cody Punk promo? I think it was good. Um, it, it, again, it's setting up. It seems to be setting up Cody and, and Punk at Mania. Um, I, I think I, that would be amazing. I would love. I, it'd be. Would, I, I'd be fine with that. Um, again, I, but I, think you very, can, I think you can. I know. I know. Like I know. Like I know. Like people always say, you don't. You don't always have time. But I'm saying. Like I'm saying, I wouldn't rush that. That. That those that promo, I wouldn't rush that. You know what I'm saying? Because you could send both of them on different yeah. paths to where they lead up over the course of the year. To where well, they we'll see what happens at the, at the Royal Rumble. Like, could mm-hmm. you? Know. Yeah, we'll see. But before we go, what as your who do you have winning the, the both Rumbles? Uh. Who do I have winning both rumbles? Um, that's that's a tough question. Because I'm hmm. for, for the, I'm just I'm just go for the women. I I'm gonna just go just simply off the fact that she has a show with her husband. I'm just gonna go Bianca or Bailey. Those are my two. Those are my two choices. But I'm gonna leave Bianca for the men. Yeah, it's a. It's, I mean, Seth being injured, like, kind of like, kind of like puts this in a per- peculiar place. Uh, yeah. Uh, he should have slowed his ass down like two months ago. But hey, 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 he wants to prove that he's a weekly fighting champion. Yada, 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 yada. Yeah, yada, yada. What, proving you're a weekly fighting champion gets you in a match with Jinder Mahal where you have to do a line song. But that's a whole nother conversation. So I, you know, I, it's, I'm, I don't know, I just, I would love, um, I'm a, I'm a pick, I'm, I'm pick with my head, I'm not pick with my heart. I want, I'm gonna go Gunther, I'm gonna go to Intercontinental Champion winning the World War. Because mm. why not? Because why, why not? He doesn't lose the IC Champ. <laughs> 
He doesn't lose the IC title. I would say he wins. He does not lose the IC title. When he makes his decision, he 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 like relinquishes it. And then you have a, a tournament leader. Oh, I don't like that. I don't like you know, that. Like I'm not a, I am my least favorite thing in wrestling is when people have these long reigns with secondary belts and then are just like, you know what? I, I'm too good for this belt now. I'm going to give it up and uh, I'm going to go fight for a better belt. It's like, no, the whole point of you having that secondary belt is that's your belt. You're supposed to make it important. Like, what? Well, like, look, I love Samoa Joe as AEW champion. I did not like the way they got there where they had him just give up the TV title to be like, you know, because what that tells the audience is that this belt doesn't matter. It's not as cool as the big belt. Mm-hmm. And Whatever. it's always better when you have someone who, um, like, loves that, like, like that's their domain. Like, when Mr. Perfect held the, the IC title and he was just like, this is my fucking belt. Like, there are other belts out there, but this one's mine and nobody's beating me for my belt. Mm-hmm. I, you know, if... If Jay wasn't, no matter if he wasn't like always tied to the bloodline, I would love him taking it off Gunther and like maybe having, having it in and having it in the mid card. I don't know who who could, I, you know what I'm saying? We'll, they'll they'll figure, true we'll figure. see. Maybe it might, might be Okada yeah. for all we know. But before we go, like, who are your rumble picks? Who are your rumble picks? Um, God, I'm gonna, I want Bailey to win. I'm gonna go with my heart on Bailey. And, um, as far as the men's side, I'm going to go CM Punk. I think maybe they give it to him and then create a lot of intrigue leading up to WrestleMania where it's like, oh, what's he going to do? Who's he going to challenge? Yeah, because if, if Cody wins the Roman, you know where he's going. We yeah. all know. We all know. But, yes, uh, before we get out of here, Ben, let everybody know where they can find you. Yeah, um, new episodes of Oddball come out every uh, Friday, so there'll be a new one out sometime tomorrow. No shortage of stuff to talk about there, as we discussed earlier in this episode, so go check that out, youtube.com backslash at Oddball Podcast, as well as uh, wherever you get your podcasts from. I also do a wrestle rap with DJ Emilio Sparks. Um, that's twice a week. You can listen to that wherever you get your podcast at WrestleRap, W-R-E-S-S-L-E-R-A-P. Uh, follow me over on Twitter at MightyVin. Follow me over on Instagram at VinForteNYC. And, uh, yeah, I think that's, uh, that's, that's pretty much everything. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this has been an episode of Angle with the Crew. We will see y'all soon. Say it, go ahead. Say this again. I'm proud of all the rappers in the South. I'm proud of everybody sending records in Atlanta. But everybody ain't my friend, and I don't like all y'all records. Now, if you want to diss me and get on with me, go on and do it. But in between me and them other dudes is this. You're going to diss me, and I'm going to come see you, Jack. You're going to diss them other dudes, and they're going to play lip wrestling with you. So if you want it, man, come on with it. If you want it with me, come on with it. Leave Bun out of it, and we're going to see in the end, because you're going to smell my cologne. Instant Miyake on some bar number nine, because I do not play. They deserve. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, we're back. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? We are back. Just hanging with the crew. You know what I'm saying? It's 2024, and as always, since it's 2024, I need everybody. Wake up, nigga.
I need everybody. I need everybody to wake up. Rest in peace to great Paul Mooney. But I have, I have a fan favorite. I have a, I have a fan favorite. You know what I'm saying? Uh, a man, a man. I can, I can't. I can, a man so, you know. I don't know how to, you know what I'm saying? I don't know. I don't even know how to find a word to explain to him. But you know what? You you know what you do. Go ahead and introduce yourself, brother. So I, I recently had a DNA test, right? And uh, yes. I was surprised by the results. It came back that I'm 100% Himalayan because yes. I assume Aloysius Skipper Jenkins III, new one for you, ASJ, and the J stands for journalism. <laughs> you Boy, see what Hey, as long as it don't stand for Jigaboo, you feel me? <laughs> <laughs> nah. How have you been? How's, how's 2024 treating you? Man, 2024 is crazy off the rip. Um, I, I'm assuming that you're still a husband. <laughs> I'm assuming that you're still a father. I'm, so, I'm, I'm yeah. making those assumptions, you know? Yeah, yeah that's, that's safe to assume. <laughs> <laughs> that's safe to assume. Like, you, haven't, you haven't ruined the family? <laughs> yeah. Yo, funny story. I, I'm gonna start it off with a funny story. I took my daughter to a, a comic book convention, right? Awesome. And um, which side? Is this side. I took her to a comic book convention, and it was the first time going to like a really big convention. Like we've been to little ones and stuff, but we went to a really big convention. This is the first time she's went as a teenager, so she kind of got the you know, explore on her own and stuff, right? Mm -hmm. Appropriate age, appropriate age for big comic conventions nowadays because right. they're a little bit more horny. Listen. I let her explore a little bit and we met back up and she was like, Dad, I've seen so much underbutt today. I said, what's underbutt? <laughs> so apparently... <laughs> You know how I love the innocence having the skirts on and shit, and you can see right up the skirt. You can see like the little crease of the cheek. Yeah, was the underbutt, kind of like you know under boob. It's underbutt. Yes. And I was like, damn, you just like me for real. <laughs> <laughs> just a lot of, just a lot. look, them and look, 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 them anime girls, them comic book loving girls. That that ass is gonna be out. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's gonna be it's out. either. It's either yeah, he can't judge him. or both. Can't judge him. <laughs> no, no, I'm not judging. I, I don't hate. I appreciate. You know, right, right, right. I if you will. Yeah, you feel me? <laughs> you feel what I'm saying? You feel what I'm saying? You know, if I'm dating one, every now and then I'm gonna be like, hey, put, hey, put some pants on. Put put some. Just some. Just every Wednesday, can you put some? Just some leggings. But outside of that, <laughs> nah. <laughs> really? So, you said. You had surgery? Yeah, man. Um, ACL, MCL, and meniscus. Had to get what off. What? Whoa, whoa. Oh, you oh, oh, you and Seth Rollins got the same, got the same thing going <laughs> on. I felt so bad because when I seen them limping, I was like, oh, yeah. I know exactly what that is. I know exactly what that is. <laughs> when, the, when, they, when they predicted six to eight weeks, you was like, six to eight? <laughs> Six to eight, shit, a year, <laughs> a year. How did that happen? So, funny story. Um, I fell off a ladder in my shoot job. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That that happened. 
yeah, I fell off a ladder and um, shit just ripped to shreds. I couldn't even bend my knee. Um, I had to physically like make my knee bend, and they said that oh. fucked it up more. So, oh. oh, yeah, good times, good stuff. Uh, at a at a certain there's a nah, but not nah, actually. Actually, you bring up a good point. As people, I'm not just gonna say it, man. At a certain age, we don't like you can't fall down. <laughs> you can't. You cannot. You have to stay upright for the rest of your life. Like you, if you miss a step, you can be planning to run a marathon in six months. If you are if you are thirty plus, you you got to make sure that you stay on the first floor of everything. Yeah, up to that marathon. I used to I used to laugh as a young man because somebody told me, you know, when old people fall, like older, older people, when they fall and break something, that's pretty much it for them. Mm-hmm. And I was like, damn, are old people like horses? You know, a horse break their leg, they done. But now I'm I'm the horse. Yeah, but I, that's what I I tell us to uh I tell us to to guys who are like the guys who are you know the, you know these type of niggas you know the marriage is a business and I don't think monogamy is for me. I say this all the time. I say you're gonna be you're gonna be in your mid thirties and one day you're gonna wake up and something's gonna hurt and you don't know what it is and you're gonna have to drive yourself to the doctor. You're gonna have to go through the process of figuring something out. Of why is this is so much painful? Then you're gonna have to take medicine. You ain't never took medicine the day before in your life. Then, then they're gonna tell you. Then they're gonna tell you you eating too many socks. They just gonna break. They just gonna break you down mentally as a man. That all that machismo that you had. Oh yeah. Oh, and now all of a sudden, marriage don't seem that bad. Now do it. Look, and <laughs> in, in order to be in order to be Jake the Snake, then you gotta be Jake the Snake now. <laughs> in order to be Rick Flair, like, gotta man, be Rick Flair now. We can't like like fam. There's no man on the history in the history of mankind that can that can make it on this earth 55 years by themselves. <laughs> we can't. We can't yeah. do it. We you, can't, you can't do it. Women do that. Women. Some, that's why some type of companionship. You know what yes. I mean? That's why. That's why women. That's why when the in in a marriage, in a long marriage. When the husband dies first, the woman can carry on longer than he can because at as he as the husband gets to a certain age, she ha- she basically starts taking care of this nigga. Yeah, <laughs> at a certain point, because we we work our ass off and then, and then like for like for like fifty years, and then we just retire and we just get the, we go from we go from being dependent to being grown ass men not need nobody to being dependent. And so, right. you know what I'm saying? You retire at 65, you pass away at, you retire at, I'm going to say, yeah, 65, you pass away at 85 for at least, uh, like, for at least 20 of them, for 20 of them years, your wife been taking care of you. And so you that's crazy. crazy. The retirement age is now 70. That's crazy. That's yeah. ridiculous. That's yeah. It's, it's like, it's like you, you they, they ain't announced that neither. They just snuck that up on us. <laughs> right. I, I was thinking, you know what I'm saying? I, I would have loved to see that on CNN. You know what I mean? 
<laughs> but yeah, that's why I like um, that's why I like my grandfather. My grandfather died when he was 72. We just 72 in 2005. We just celebrated my grandmother's 90th birthday. Jesus. Like literally four weeks ago. Congratulations. We talking about we talking about a breast cancer survival. We talking about, you know what I'm saying? Like we, we talk, she's been through some shit. Can, you know, can, look, I'm, I'm gonna say something controversial. And I, I know I know a lot of the alpha males are not gonna agree with this, but women are stronger than what you say? Women women are stronger than men. Absolutely. Like women are strong. Hold on one second. Chill out. Yeet. Chill out. Yeet. Ain't nobody yeeting. Right. No yeet. Yeet. <laughs> no yeet. No yeet. There be no yeet. They off. They off. This like like this uh the quote what what niggas call these new age women who like can like <laughs> I don't know. I like niggas talk about like you know how niggas talk about them like the they're, they're like robots or like power rangers. Like these new age women that be having like full ma- like a master's degree and don't settle down when they like 19 till they like 36 and shit like that. I it confuses me because my mother, her sisters, and my dad's sisters, they all highly educational. Right. They all got fan jobs. They all <laughs> like they all, if need be, can run a household, can run one by themselves because my grandmother's like raised them to be that way. Right. So like in this, so in that, so in their life, having a husband is is a want. It's not a need. Right. It, so it's this, it's this, little, this shit is really on love. Right. Like your finances is a bonus. Like we, this is really this really about love. So when I see. So when I see women making ninety thousand dollars a year with two kids, and like they lead a <laughs> they lead a medical branch by themselves, like that's that's normal to me. That's like that's normal to me. It's not like surprising, right? You it's know what's surprising. what's surprising to me is the fact that a lot of the <laughs> it's like what you do can't be your whole personality right Mm -hmm. and that's what's happening with a lot of the a lot of these new age men you know i mean what you do is your personality like you gotta have something more than just or you know i mean i drive a charger like you got you gotta have more to it than that you feel me i lay cement that's all i do you know i mean that's all i do i lay cement i come home now i will say this i will say this like as 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 much as we we need a balance when it could like like when it comes to these men cutting these mics on as much of these relationship podcasts be out here where men just be spewing bullshit i would love two four four guys just talking about welding i would guess with four construction workers just talking about work it's just right. life, life as a carpenter i love it i what Hell yeah. Well, you see these miter joints? Hey, look, you want the perfect miter joint? It's not 90 degrees. It's actually 87. You see what I'm saying? Because you gotta you gotta factor in the the um contract and the expansion of the wood. So seven degrees. Let me tell you something. Don't get you that perfect. A podcast with four electricians who live in three different states with three different tax laws. Right. Oh, that's that's, 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 that
<laughs> you talking like look, I got my I got the sports podcast I need. I got all the like like tell me about you know, tell me about roofing. Let's talk about let's talk about roofing and lawn care. Right. <laughs> let's get, let's get the real man conversations. Speaking of a sports podcast, I had this idea because a I don't know shit about conventional sports. Like my sport, the sports that I like is wrestling and MMA. That's it. That that's that's my that's my jam. Or you do, like, you do look like you're a fucking nigga up if need be. If need be, you know, you know how much violence it took to be this soft? <laughs> you got too much joy in your soul yeah. to not know how to fuck. Like you feel what I'm saying? It's like, not, like I, I'm breaking an ankle or two in, in my life. What? Yeah. So anyway, my podcast idea. I would like uh football super fan you know somebody who knows about every team knows the stats you know they got their favorite but they also know all the players and shit and they know all the stats i want one of those people like an analyst i want a, a football analyst and somebody like me being a combat sports analyst to try to convince the other one to enjoy their sport that'd be fun so you know Sell me on football. Why? Why do I need to watch football? Um, my partner, she would say, "Look, she tried to teach me football. That was hilarious. Like, <laughs> I don't remember what game where's we were watching. From? Say what? Where's she from? She's from North Carolina. All right, there. That's a. That's a. That's a. That's a. That's a sports city. This is a football town. She a Panthers fan? No, she is not a Panthers fan. Hold on no, one. No. Hold on one second. Let, let, let me ask her. Mm-hmm. So, I've been informed she is a Commanders fan. Oh, okay. All right. And it was Dallas versus the 49ers that we watched. Mm-hmm. Oh, the game where the 49 beat the shit out of the Cowboys? Yes, yes. And she was upset because one guy was running the ball and he wasn't holding it with, with both hands. And for like two hours, she was like, she should have both. Both. B-O-F-L, both. Did she, did she explain to you that the Cowboys versus the Commanders is like Bloods and Crips? Yes. Okay. Yes. As long as you know. You know about that. As long as you know, she might look. She might. She might open hand slap a bitch in the Cowboys dress. Just yeah, be prepared. It's, yeah, it's like it's literally like people think it's Cowboys Eagles. That's a heated robbery, but it's really Cowboys Commanders. It's Cowboys Commanders. You know what I'm saying? Every now and then, it's the giant. Like every now and then, when the like like the Eagles and the Cowboys have been like the good teams in the division. But if if the Commanders, who have a new owner, Magic Johnson owns the team now, who just yeah, Magic Johnson is the owner of the team now. Oh, they just got a new GM, a GM who was an assistant to the GM from the 49ers, and they're looking for a new coach. They have the number two pick. They could potentially get a top quarterback. So there's, like, the future is bright. Okay. She's bright and commander. So just expect her to be optimistic. She's going to be optimistic this upcoming season, depending on what happens. You know what I'm saying? But she might she might start. But if the season progresses how she wants to, a lot of shit talking gonna be had. 
Especially on, especially, especially in the, that NFC East rivalry. That is going to be yeah. hilarious. She is, a, she is, she is like her team. Lets me know that she is a football fan. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. She's yeah. a football fan. Because if you a Commanders fan, that's that's the formerly like, the Redskins. You know yeah. how when you were a kid and you used to watch like your uncles or mm-hmm. your dad's friends and watch football and shit like that, mm-hmm. or any older male watch football. That's mm-hmm. how it was watching her watch football. It yeah. was hilarious. The only thing that was missing was a Newport hanging from her mouth. Mm-hmm. And like, her, nah, I, I understand my uh, I understand my not on my not on my mama's side. My mom and her sisters they don't fuck with football. My daddy's sisters, though, every Thanksgiving when they watch the Cowboy, oh, trash-ass nigga can't even catch the ball. Exactly. Why you like that? You like, nigga, what you doing? I don't even, I'm not even a Dallas fan, but he was embarrassing himself like that. Don't you supposed to be real? I'm on. <laughs> you see? You see? Oh, tra- look, I was able, like, my, look, I was, I was able as a child to be vulgar. On my daddy's side of the family during football games, I could curse. We'd be watching, we'd be watching football on Sundays, and I'd be like, "Man, that nigga's stupid." And my grandma would be like, "Yeah, that nigga fucking stupid." I'd be like, "Oh, this is, this is, oh, this is heaven. Oh, this is the loophole, bitch. Yeah. Football fan. <laughs> this is heaven." And then, like, once I was 13, 14, I could just like cuss. I can, I could just be vulgar around them. My mom's side of the family; these are these are these are real heavy Christian people. These mm. was like church everyday type people. My daddy's side of the family, they drunk beer. My grandfather smoked cigars in, indoors, read the newspaper, drunk coffee, had, had like, I, we from Texas, but he liked spaghetti as a side. Uh, <laughs> I come hey, that's, that's some real nigga shit right there. Spaghetti as a side. He from, the crazy thing is, he is from Texas. He likes spaghetti as a side. Spaghetti so as like, a side. So, like, I see, so, like, with that argument that happened when I got to college of spaghetti as a whole meal versus spaghetti as a side, I've experienced both right in a red situation. So like, yeah, I grew up around, you know what I'm saying? Like my grandfather was a mailman. So like Hell yeah. Yeah, he he wanted it. He was a skinny nigga. He always, you know what I'm saying? He always had money, he had long finger. Like he'd just be like <laughs> so like when I would go over there, like I, I was like a whole I was like a totally different person. It was like a totally different person. It was awesome, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Dallas Cowboys, but that shit is that shit is ridiculous. That is insane. Um, dang, what was we talking about before we talk, start talking? Oh, about you that? you completely shattering your body. Oh yeah, <laughs> my knee completely fucked up. Um, this is the crazy part. I fucked up my knee the weekend of Easter, so like the end of March, early April. I didn't have surgery until August. You didn't have why? What happened? I didn't have surgery until August um, because the American healthcare system is stupid. So <laughs> I had to, I had to go to a regular doctor. Then I had to go to an orthopedic. The orthopedic had to sign off on me talking to a surgeon. And before they can do that, they wanted me to attempt physical therapy because, you know, maybe it's just weak and I just need to strengthen it. Um, then they did an MRI and it was like, oh no, your shit's fucked up. My bad. My bad. That, yeah, go talk to I'm the sorry. surgeon. I'm sorry, sir. Right. I I talked to the surgeon 
soon as the surgeon seen my MRI, he was like, nah, hold on. Um, a week from now, a week from today, can can you, matter of fact, I'm not even asking, can you? You're going to be here a week from today. I'm like, bet. I, look, I, look I, I, I need doctors like that. Like, oh, hey, 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 tomorrow bring your ass here. Bring it, come on. Right. Bring it, bring it. Your insurance is good. Come on, bring your ass right. over here. Right, right. I didn't have a lot of time to prepare, but. Um, yes, you funny, did. You broke it in March. Right. I'm talking about for the surgery because, you know, I'm like. I, I might have to get surgery. I'm pretty sure I'm gonna have to get surgery. Um, but the fact he was like, "Yeah, you got you got seven days." I'm like shit. All right, I'm gonna get around. <laughs> like I can't drive. It was it was my right knee. I can't push no pedals. I'm I'm fucked up. But man, that was an experience. Like having to go through the healthcare system is stupid. Having to go through workers' comp is stupid. It's but, you know, I'm like 75% better now. <laughs> you gonna get that 25? Yeah. The bad thing is, this is, this is the worst part of the whole experience. It, it's like going to a mechanic to get an oil change. And they say, hey, you know, you're... Mm-mm, mm-mm. <laughs> so I went... Um, I'm getting prepped for surgery and they're like, hey, you know your blood pressure is high. And it, um, you gonna tell me that now? Right. <laughs> During my surgery, they found out that I had a hole in my cartilage. Like there was a piece of cartilage missing. So they did a biopsy and they cloned my cartilage. So I may have to have a second surgery, which I'm about 80% sure I'm gonna have to do that. And they're gonna give me new cartilage, which <clears throat> kind of dope. That's yeah. See, this is this is the fear that black men be having with going to the doctor. Like, because it's already enough as you get older, you wake up with 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 a little with a little ting somewhere, you'd be like, Oh shit, I got cancer. <laughs> immediately, immediately that's the first oh, Lord. They got the, oh Lord, I got the sugars, my leg gonna get amputated. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, I cannot feel my fingertips. What is going on? Oh, this is how I die. <laughs> Then you get there and be like, well, your blood pressure, blood pressure's high. You got this. <laughs> like, that ain't even what I came here for. Fix my hands. My thing, my, the thing about me is, like, when it comes to, like, going to the doctor, you know what I'm saying? I'm in the, you know, I'm a big nigga. But the thing about it, every single time they take my blood, every single time they be like, you are. They, and I say they say it all the time. They say it so concerningly. It's like you are healthy. <laughs> and, like, you know, and I just I don't take it for granted. Like I don't I don't smoke. I don't drink. And I think that's the reason why. Because every time I go, it's just like it's like no, nah, you're fine. You just be. Like, no. Oh, okay. All right, you know what I'm saying, but nah, I've been, uh, but nah, this uh, this whole year I've been, uh, well, last really last four months I've been eating better, working on my weight, walking and shit like that. Hell so, yeah! Like, so it's like nah, it's you know what I'm saying it's been a journey, and then the, the crazy, it's like the smart like in this process, I'm realizing like you notice the small changes, 
real quick. Like prime example, like I had, I had like milk last night for like the first time in like three weeks. And like this morning when I woke up, I felt like I had like a lot of indigestion. You know what yeah. I'm saying? I felt like I was about to throw up and I was just about to be like, and I knew immediately why. I was like, I shouldn't have had that milk last time. <laughs> so like you notice that. You notice like when you stray away from fast food for a couple of weeks, then you had that shit and you a little bit sluggish the next day, then you like, like what? what is going on? Oh, oh, it was, oh, it was the McDonald's fries. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. This is the Damn. difference that they talking about. Oh, okay. Right, it's, not, it's not. It's not about. It's not the shedding weight part. It's the the difference in your body part. Right. That makes you want to keep going. <laughs> and see, know? that's what I'm afraid of. On the opposite side, I'm afraid that if I start eating healthy, that I can't eat junk food anymore because of how my body's going to react. So I'm just going to keep eating trash. <laughs> I'm just gonna keep eating trash and let my body react how it reacts naturally. You know what I mean? I see. I start eating salads and shit, and then if I eat, you know what I mean. If I wanted to go to cookout and get a chicken sandwich, now I'm fucked up. No, no, because I like chicken sandwiches. Mm, I like going to cookout and getting chicken sandwiches. So if I no man, fuck that shit. And then if I if I stop smoking and drinking, then how am I gonna deal with stupid people? Also, you also also a very, very, very six words when it comes to click two times, ladies and gentlemen. He works in the wrestling business. These are not able-bodied and able-minded people. <laughs> These also, oh my bad, seven words. He works in the independent wrestling business. That's that's a whole different conundrum. Yeah, yeah, whole different conundrum. I I don't even know. I don't even. I don't even know how the pay system goes. In that, <laughs> I just recently found out, and I just recently found out what the pay system is like in WWE, and I just started to and I and I it has confused me about a lot of people. Cameron Grimes said, I think on. After the bill with Corey Graves, he says that his WWE paycheck comes in every week, regardless of whatever he's doing. Yeah, that means that means it's, he's under contract. It's money coming in. Yeah. So from that moment forward, I have been looking at every wrestling WWE so different because it's like it's, I'm not complaining about like I don't even get mad when people in storylines I don't like. I was like that nigga getting he getting like thirty seven hundred dollars. Yeah. Now see, here's here's the crazy part, and this is how you know who's passionate about their craft because they're yeah. getting paid regardless, mm -hmm. right? You're getting paid just to show up. You're getting paid just to sit in catering. You can tell who really care about their craft. The the people that get upset, like you know, it just let me get out of my contract because I want to wrestle. Right, right, and but another another thing in the Triple H regime, the only regime that that that's going to continue because you because of, you know you the stuff. I'm not talking about that stuff. I'm not talking about that. Just that guy. Nah, we're not doing that. We're not doing. We're not. We're not doing it. But in the Triple H regime, the niggas. Who were lollygagging and catering aren't there no more. Like, oh, oh, oh I'm not in the story. Oh, I'm going to the Bahamas. I don't <laughs> like, yeah, like that's not that's not 
that's not a thing anymore. Like, if you look for the most part, if you look at every roster, every superstar in the WWE, for the majority, if they're not injured, they have something going on. Something. They have yep. something going on. Like, I like on NXT, like, they got, like, 55 women on the roster. And you see all of them in segments backstage. Yeah. Also, Shawn Michaels, if you're listening to this, you were shooting 100% from the field, buddy. That boy. Keep up the good work. That nigga don't uh, miss. He don't miss. Keep up the good work. Shut Okada, up. if you were listening to this, don't be scared to put that gray shirt on, brother. Don't be scared. Listen. Don't be scared. It's, it's, it's something lovely over there. Listen. That's <laughs> legend. Shout out to Jakara. You know what I mean? Hey. Listen. Shout out to y'all. Um, two of my homies, I, I call them my homies because they my homies. Um, have, did you see the video with um, Kevin Owens and um, Logan Paul fighting and getting pulled apart and stuff? Mm-hmm. Yeah, my homies was in that video. And oh, I was like, they just got signed um, like late last year. I'm like, hell yeah. The guy with the do-rag, that's Lucky Ali. I know that do-rag anyway. Like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, like it's, yeah, it's when I realized that, I was like, oh, oh, when, oh, they're going, oh, Seth about to be at home with his baby. <laughs> to be at home with his baby. Shit like that. It's just like, yeah, but but the, the how has the independent wrestling business been since we last saw it? Um... I'm learning a lot about behind the scenes politics. Like, you know how, you know how you hear about it, you know, being that we're like wrestling fans and we're kind of like, we kind of hear the stories about, oh, well, this person's contract is expiring or this person doesn't like this person or allegations and stuff like that. I'm learning how that works. Like when they were like, oh, well, Triple H did this to get power and blah, blah, blah. I'm seeing that in real time with independent wrestling. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of it's kind of cool. Like, oh, OK, yeah, it it's just like how it is in the big times. But at the same time, it's like I don't like playing this game. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I don't I never like popularity contests. I'm I'm not that kind of guy. Like mm-hmm. if you like me for me, cool. Don't like me for clout. Right? I'm not a clout chaser at all. I'm I'm the type of person if we vibe, if the energy's right, then yo, let's do something. I mean, please don't look at this as name dropping. This is just examples like Savannah Evans. You know, me and her vibe. I was like, hey, mm-hmm. let's 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 do something. Cool. We did a short something. Um Alex Evans, MLW's heavyweight champion. Hey, let's let's do something. Cool. Um, Sean Rossell, who for some reason, black wrestling Twitter does not like him. I don't know why. I don't care because I don't play into politics. Hey, you know, you seem like a cool dude. Let's do something. Cool. We did something. So that's my whole thing. I'm, I'm all about energy. I'm all about the vibe. And I'm all about networking. It's definitely people that I vibe with in in wrestling that I haven't met personally yet that I feel like as soon as I meet them, it's going to be the same thing and cool. We'll do something, but I'm, I'm not a politics person. Like let's, 
let's do what's best for the community. Let's all get money. Let's all eat. You know, let's all help each other out because it's enough money for everybody. They sign in. They signed the people to million dollar deals. WWE just signed a billion, another multi billion dollar contract. AEW got billion dollar contracts and stuff. MLW almost had a TV deal. TNA almost had it. Well, they still got a TV. Yeah, deal. They they almost had a TV deal until they put crack cocaine on something. The man, they were <laughs> snorting it on the pay per view. You big dummy. We don't do this. Right. <laughs> This like, is the even, even, in, like, even in like te- even in the television scene right now, when you see cocaine, it's like it's like period pieces. It's like, it's like outside of euphoria, eighties, we don't do this anymore. Yeah, outside of euphoria, like where you might not see, where you might see that shit, we ain't doing like we ain't putting cocaine on TV. And that's on that's on HBO. That's a premium thing. Like you got to pay yeah. for that. You ain't just seeing that on fucking Big Bang Theory. Yeah, niggas not take niggas. Niggas is not doing the big sniff, <laughs> all willy nilly. The big sniff. That's what I call it. <laughs> like, niggas is not doing none of that. It's like, what's wrong with you? Wrong that with is you? insane. Yeah, like all wrestling. As of like the last, I'm gonna say, literally, after the last six weeks, like a lot of things have happened because those WWE releases. For some reason, this batch of releases seem different. Yeah. This batch of releases. So yeah. in December, when when those uh those that those clauses came up, it seemed like I, I looked at where everybody was at and I was like, oh, this is oh no. Nah. Like when I seen when I, I see Nick Nemeth pop up, I'm like, I like that. When I see Mustafa Ali last uh Last night on TNA, I like that. I like this. Mm-hmm. Even AJ Francis, I don't mind this. Like I, mm-hmm. see, you know what I'm saying? Like I don't mind this. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I, you know what I'm saying? I might, you know, I might check in. Like because because every now and then I check in on, I check in on MLW biweekly. <laughs> I don't know why. Just I watch MLW and then I and then like like 20 minutes in I'll be like, wait, let's say Dorado is the heavyweight champion, man. Let me turn this off. I'm not, I'm not. Hey man, I the wait. Hold up, Lindsay. If you're listening, look. Hey, I want to Dorado. I'm. I'm. I'm gonna let you in on a little secret. Lindsay Dorado is a nigga. I know. Yeah. I know. Yeah. He out there. He out there trying to fight fathers. Only niggas is out there trying to fight fathers. It don't. You know what I'm saying? Lindsay yeah, You know what I'm saying? That's just an example. I tune in the MLW. And after J- and after literally after like Jacob Fatu or Myron Reed was off the screen, I was like, I don't want to see nothing else. <laughs> really, oh, shit. Myron Reed is in MLW, isn't he? I believe, yeah, I believe he is in MLW. He's so, in like, M- TNA. So, fun fact, again, not not a flex, but it might be. Um, I'm calling one of his matches tomorrow. Oh, oh, that's that's lit. That's that's fucking lit. Like, yo, like, okay, okay. I, I'm sorry that I have imposter syndrome, so some I have to tell myself that some of the shit that I do is is big, but I but then I at the same time I'll be like, nah, it ain't that big. But it is big because I called a match with Suicide, Heath, and Rhino, and that was last year. This year, I'm calling a match with Kobe Carino, 
um, Chris Masters and Myron Reed all in the same show. Maya World, like Maya World is my homie. Like I'm I'm probably gonna kick it with her after the show tomorrow. Like I life is crazy, man. Life is good. I had to say, uh oh, dang. Oh, well, this is the Aloysius Skipper Jenkins show, apparently. <laughs> Yo, we're gonna wait on the homie to come back. Hold on. <laughs> Yo, his internet went out. <laughs> Lucci, what's going on, man? Who, who your internet provider? Windstream? <laughs> Don't say you got that charter, that spectrum. It's probably it's probably charter spectrum because that shit be going out all the time. Real shit. Real shit. Damn, now I done got hungry. I'm hungry. Shit, hold on. Let me see what snacks I can find. Boom. There he is. Yeah, yeah. The fucking um, I don't know. The apartment complex had like a, a brain for it. I don't know. But now nah, we back. Internet the whole time. Huh? I'm talking shit about your internet the whole time. Like oh, oh that's oh that's oh that's recorded then. Recorded <laughs> <laughs> okay. I bet you, you got spectrum. This thing got <laughs> spectrum internet. I bet you got optimal. <laughs> it's crazy but nah nah what i was saying was i would love my read in nxt post mellow like when mellow and trick like move i would love uh my read to to go down to the pc because i think he can i think he can be a player he's awesome on the independence facts he's awesome on the independence but my read is very like adamant about him being who he is and not changing so you know what I'm saying? He, you know what I'm saying? Ain't nothing wrong with being an indie legend. There's money out there. It's fucking money out there. Ain't nothing wrong with being an indie legend, but 
man, I <laughs> it is money out there, but it's not WWE money. Let me tell you, let me let me tell you something. Let me tell you, let me tell you the what's been the brightest spot the past few months. CM Punk has came back. The Rock has came back. True. The Rock, the Rock, the Rock like tied himself out and said, like, maybe I should sit at the head of the table. The happiest thing that has been on my TV screens weekly has been Ron fucking Killens, aka R Truth. With a man, speaking of amputations, a man who was injured, they almost had they almost cut his leg off. Yeah. They almost had to amputate amputate his leg. A black, I I say this right. One of the the like I said when it comes to our truth, I say I say two things. Number one, he has the best wrestling story. His story is fucking amazing. From being a dancer to having pictures with Tupac to all types of shit to like going to jail. And I forgot who came and got him out of jail, put him on WCW. Like his story is amazing. And number two, to me, he's a top five, bare minimum top 10 black wrestler ever. (laughs) Top 10 black wrestler ever. Because he, because bro, I... (laughs) He is he is selling Judgment Day T-shirts on the street. <laughs> he's he's bringing he's bringing in the money, and he's like, I'm like, this is amazing. On like, top of that, everybody eating because he said, "Here's your cut." <laughs> <laughs> That's a real nigga activity. Here's your no, no. I've never listen. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Like. <laughs> The fact that he think Dominic Mysterio is two people, <laughs> crazy. Tom and Nick, Tom and Nick. Listen, <laughs> wait, where's Tom and Nick? Listen, they anything you give our truth, he gonna make he gonna make something shake. Even the little Jimmy shit, like he made that shake. He made that shake. Yeah, fam, fam. Oh. It was, and it was crazy. Was crazy. It wasn't long ago. That he was lighting cigarettes in, in arenas. That's a crazy <laughs> He was lighting up squares in arenas. Newport 100s. <laughs> Let's talk about it. Real oh, nigga activity. I was like, Capital Punishment, not a real PPV. Give him the title. Give it to right him. Now. Give him the title. Let him lose it on the next Raw. Just give right. it to him. Just for one day. Just, just to say what? Listen, up until up until Seth Rollins tore his meniscus, I was like, "Hey, just just one random raw. Just give me all truth versus Seth Rollins. Why not? Why not? Why not?" But this man is fifty plus years old, entertaining, still in shape, can still move. You know what I'm saying? I'm not gonna say move like he used to, but he can move. Man, our truth still got it. Yes, our truth still got it. I'm gonna tell you who else still got it that a lot of people don't know, and wasn't a household name until kind of sort of recent. Caprice Coleman, Caprice Coleman, the the commentary, mm-hmm. the other commentator on shut up, the other commentator on ROH, still got it, can still go. I I seen a match with him and JTG. 
Yeah, talk about it. Still can talk, man, in some of the best shape of his life and still can go, man. Shit, shit. You want to talk about somebody that still can go? Too cold Scorpio. Listen. <laughs> Scorpio. Listen. 60 years old, going crazy. Going crazy. Going bliss and all, man. Going fucking crazy. This you shit. Know, people be talking about, you know, they got their Hulk Hogan's and who, who else? They got their Bret Hart's, you know, they got their Ric Flair's. No, no. Two Cold Scorpio, R Truth, and Caprice Coleman. Yes. And shout out to uh shout out to Damian Priest for going to the board and saying and fighting for our truth to be in judgment day. Because right. I was only supposed to be one segment. And Damian was like, wait a minute, wait, wait, wait. I, I feel like having fun. No, <laughs> I would listen, listen, I would listen. I do this all the time. I've done this a lot in uh in WWE 2K games. Is mm-hmm. when I transition my character universe mode from NXT. To like the main roster. Oh, the first thing I do is I put me myself in the tag with our truth and we win the tag titles because I would just as a as a real if I wanted to be a real wrestler, I would if I would love just randomly just to be in a tag with our truth as my first order of business on the main roster. Cause I know I just have because I know if I could help get that over, the sky's the limit. <laughs> Not only that, our truth. Has had the tag team titles right multiple times with Kofi Kingston, with fucking the Miz. Mm-hmm. I feel like with somebody else. Yeah, I think it was with somebody else. Not to mention, he is the longest reigning, the most awarded 24-7-7-11 European Intercontinental uh, West Side Highway <laughs> light heavyweight I, champion. Champion. Light heavyweight champion. You know what yes. I'm saying? Yeah. Just and that was that was dog shit, right? Dog shit. Until and he got there, until they gave it to him. And, <laughs> until they gave it to him, him and Tazawa. Shout out. That's to another Tazawa. person. Shout out, to, shout out to Tazawa. My favorite thing. I love. I love. Look, 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 look. The most impressive thing in America to do is keep a job. So I and I, <laughs> I admire niggas keeping jobs. And I love Anthony Mackie. Because everywhere I look, he got a job. He got a job. He got a job. He got a job. But yeah, nah, like that shit, that shit is fun. Not to mention, like, not to mention, like, our truth documentary on on, uh, WWE got AJ in it. Him and AJ are friends. Our truth used to be Roman's ride buddy. That's the crazy thing. Yeah. Our truth used to ride with Roman in Roman's truck. I was like, I, and I'm just like, I I would love for our truth to randomly join the. I would love for our truth to be in the bloodline. Our <laughs> truth and Paul Heyman, our truth and Paul Heyman, a weekly, <laughs> what weekly, weekly. Our, I, I was oh oh just oh oh put him next oh put him next to Solo. Put him next. I, I just break. I want so I'll be wanting solo to break so bad. So bad. I mean, he don't even do it off camera. I'll be wanting him to break character so bad. I just put our truth in the bloodline, man. Our truth in the bloodline with Jimmy Uso. Yes, with no our, our, 
our truth gonna make jokes about him driving. Like who driving? <laughs> Give me a drive. Nah, I'm gonna drive myself, dog. <laughs> you, you, you like our truth doing that? You think if you thought if you thought feeling a little oozy would, would 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 be viral? Put our put our truth in the bloodline. That is printing money. That's printing money. Our truth bloodline shirt. He already look, 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 look. He already takes. His childhood hero John Cena's comeback. He already has that. Imagine, <laughs> imagine if his second childhood hero, the tribal chief, the ring, and our truth just started doing Superman punches. Oh man! Oh, oh man! What? I what? can't deal. I can't deal. I need that. I need that. Oh my God. And ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you something. He is not cooning. That's just who he is. <laughs> that's just man you can tell when a nigga is cooning no 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 that is ron killing buddy the fact he's <laughs> that one he's, i don't even know if that's pg like <laughs> that's him oh oh man oh have you seen seen have you heard his um his interview on the um new day podcast yes yes it's yes just no, would you no? You need to go listen. Did you see his interview on Busted Open? No, well, he didn't have he didn't have on no shirt. <laughs> you gotta you gotta go come type in our truth. Busted Open, <laughs> man. I ain't got no shirt on. Hold on, he <laughs> got on no shirt. No shirt on is insane. Like, why are you in an interview with no shirt on? Hey, that nigga bully was like, "Our truth." I have this question. I've been always wanting to ask you. It's been on my mind. Our truth interrupted, and he was like, "Bubba, I'm married." <laughs> <Just> <laughs> <bust my mind. laughs> come on, man. <laughs> come on. <laughs> you can't script it. You can't script it. I don't give a fuck about that Cody CM Punk promo. Give me the CM Punk Our Truth promo. <laughs> That's what I want. <laughs> I want. That's what I want. That man, when that man watched, when, when he was like, I hope to see you at the Royal Rumble, Paul Heyman. Right. <laughs> he was like, Wait, you're not entering the Royal Rumble? No. Oh, well, I'm officially undeclaring. <laughs> undeclaring. Oh, my God. Like, oh, no, my God. Was it? it was It was the Royal Rumble. He entered the Royal Rumble and brought a ladder in there trying to do money in the front. <laughs> oh my God, you can't make this shit up. Like, it's, it's, it makes so much sense, but it's like, it had to be somebody. It had to be our truth. Because couldn't nobody else pull that off? You can't make this shit up, man. Couldn't nobody else pull that off? Our truth, man. I know living television. But I, I look, man. Look, I know. Look, put him in the WWE Hall of Fame. Give him a first round ballot. I don't, I don't want nothing to happen to our truth, and he, he don't like. They got it. I don't want nothing to happen to our truth. We gotta watch him, him not be there for his Hall of Fame speech. You right. like? Also, also, I think if I'm not mistaken, the only black NWA champion that matters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I know we, we know the other one. We don't care about the other one. Who the other one? <laughs> huh? Who the other one? Uh, Tyus. 
Nah, nah. The other one is Cody Rhodes. Yeah. <laughs> Cody Rhodes. Cody Luther, Luther King Jr. Man, Cody. Man, Cody on Monday Night Raw MLK Day. They know what they're doing. They know they what they're doing. doing. Cody Rhodes, listen, he solved racism by having a biracial daughter. Come on now. Name the Liberty. Look at Liberty. <laughs> He, he know what he doing, man. You know what? You know where Cody Rhodes is from? The A. From Atlanta, Georgia. He, that is a nigga, low key. From Atlanta, Georgia. Low key, Atlanta. He ain't even know that, did you? It's fucking. It's fucking crazy. We are fifty-two minutes in, and this has been fun conversation. Hey, you know who Cody Rhodes' daddy is? Who? The son of a plumber. <laughs> the man the dream, Dr. Rhodes. You know what I'm saying? Which I wish I if I could do impressions, that would be my impression. See, all, all you gotta do is be very southern and have the list. Mm. So you got you gotta talk like a pimp and have a list. See what what you don't understand that it is. I'm the American dream, that's the son of a plumber. Be bad, be bad, be bad. That was yes. Great. You know, it might be a little big. I might be a little wide, but I'm bad, and I they know I'm bad, Daddy. That, that's it. You know, you know, you know, it'd be fun. You know, it'd be funny if if Liberty comes, if Liberty grows up and sounds like Dusty Rhodes. That'll be amazing. <laughs> that if he's reincarnated, his voice is reincarnated in his and Cody's daughter. Oh my God! Listen, oh my God. hard times, hard times, Daddy. I know what hard times is, Daddy. Hard what? times is my mama is black, but she act white. What? Hard times, daddy. Hard times. But yes, click. Yeah. Everybody know where they can find you. So I am Googleable ASJ the three on anything and everything. I'm probably on LinkedIn and everything. Like Twitter, TikTok, TikTok is, is the one. Me's. Remember me's? <laughs> Yes, I do remember. Remember the how first where you can make an avatar and it could dance. Right, that was right. like astro- that was astronomical in two thousand and seven. Man, I'm about clothes on it. Black Planet. That's what you don't know. <laughs> Black <laughs> Planet Combat Club. You feel me? That's crazy. Yeah, <laughs> Black, Black Planet Combat, Combat Club. Club. The Black Planet Combat Club. Yeah. Yeah, me, Big Hero Chris, we're we're Black Planet Combat Club. That's crazy. I'm I'm John Moxley in out of the group. No, because I'm be. Oh, I have a John Moxley story. I'll tell it. Okay, I'll tell it. I'll tell it. And we'll die in the pod here. So I was AW came to Austin, uh, December of 2022. Okay, and. Day uh, I was working security at the place that they were filming at, <clears throat> and so and so my uh, and so like I'm by the door where where all the food is for all the talent, and I'm also by the bathroom, so I'm seeing everybody come in and out, seeing right. the Keeleys, the Sarayas, Daniel Garcias, not MJF. I don't think not MJF. It was the uh, the episode of Dynamite was that. Ricky Starks MJF promo where he like ran him down like when like when yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Like put, him, put him in the dirt yeah 
Yeah, <laughs> like we was like Matt. We called him Max. Like yeah, that that was the that was what it was. And so, first off, what I'm noticing is like a lot of them people look like the AEWs. They second job. They look like they look like they got other shit to do. Like when they done doing this, <laughs> right? Do done doing this. And second thing I noticed was oh, some of these white girls are thicker in person. Lord, okay, but <laughs> hey, hey. <laughs> Hey, and and third thing is, I might be making more than some of these motherfuckers, but that's a whole nother song for a whole nother day. I might could get them to leave. And Anna Jane, boy, listen, the Umar gonna have to understand though now. I was like, Jamie hated Jamie hated walked past me and I was like, oh, okay, I see, I see, okay. I can. And you see the I, I, get it. I wasn't aware of your game. I apologize. I think that's how it goes. I get it. You know what I'm saying? I get it. But not nah, so, so like they they filmed that dynamite, then they record. Of course, they record. I think this is when they still at elevation. So I think they record that and then rampage. And of course, they didn't have collision because that didn't come to the summer. Right. But Mox came like walking to the. He came walking to the food room, and he was walking like all like hunchback of Notre Dame like. And right. shit like that. And there was a trash can right by where I was. And this nigga went to spit in the trash can and he missed. And his it fell down his mouth onto the ground. And it was black spit. And he tried to walk over that. And I was like, hey. And he was like, huh? I was like, I was like, look. He was like, oh, oh, dude, dude, dude. I'm like, I had some napkins. I'm like, bro, here, bro, clean that. I was like, fam, clean that shit up. <laughs> he was like, do, 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 do. My bad, my bad, my bad, bro, my bad, my bad. And he, I was like, nah, fam, clean that shit up, bro. It was wrong with you. <laughs> no, not you hit John Moxley with the daddy boy. Hey. <laughs> clean that shit up, man. And shit up, and so he cleans it up, puts it, puts the, the napkin in the trash can because that's the only place he could ever put it. And then he goes in there, and he's in there for like four, four or five minutes, and he walks out with like, like eight, nine dinner rolls, like tucked into his arm, and he's eating them one by one like a caveman. I'm like, who the fuck did Renee? Who, who the, who the fuck did Renee marry? What the fuck? Renee is- don't love that man. I'm telling you, what is wrong with this nigga, man? This is the this is the heavyweight champion. I this have is the conversation every time I see him wrestle. Ain't no way Renee loved that man. Like this is this is the break in case of emergency decision that Tony Khan has to make. If like, you got to his world heavyweight champion, I'm like, man, get I'm like, get this out of here. Uh uh-uh. uh, uh-uh. I'm and I'm telling you, that spit was black. And he tried to leave it. I just like I just every look, 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 look. As black men, we are raised by parents, we are raised by men and women. But every now and then, we just turn into our mothers. There's moments <laughs> where I just, and I just had my. I was like, "Hey, man, this is just I just my grand. I just I just heard my grandmother say, I, I know you're not fit to let him just leave that there.'" <laughs> and I was like, "Hey, hey, bro, hey, hey, here." Yeah, clean that up. Clean that up. You said my bad spit out soot. That's what you mean. Yeah. 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 Oil. That's what you mean. <laughs> Fucking oil. Yeah. Jesus. Jesus Christ. Gross. 
He's that that man. That man has held a world title. That guy. Oh God. Right. Renee don't love him. Yo, <laughs> one more thing I just thought about since we were talking about AEW. Um, as you know, I am a wrestling manager, and right now my one and only client is the Infinite Man, T-I-M. You also know who Brian Keith is, right? Of course. Of course you know who Brian Keith is. Do you know you know that Brian Keith got signed, right? Mm-hmm. Do you know who his last independent match was? Was it Mr. T.I.M.? I know about it. Was. I know about I know about I know about I know that guy. I've seen him before. I was in that match. Oh, that's crazy. I I got grabbed by Brian Keith in oh. that match. <laughs> that sounded aggressive. Yeah. <laughs> it was. That's what it was. Like <laughs> no, it wasn't even two hands. It was Undertaker Goozle. And I, oh, wait, 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 wait. Hold on now. And then he do the Undertaker eye roll thing too. Nah, cut it out, B. I, I'm I'm done. Give me my check. I'm going home right now. That's the one, that's the one thing about wrestling niggas gotta realize. Like grown men get to grab you. <laughs> that's, the, that's that's a part of the pit. Like, Man. They they pay me extra for that one. Like, nah, bro. <laughs> I'm on look, 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 I'm only cool with getting choke slammed in the video game. I I I that's it. That's all. If I like no 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 no. No, if my big ass knew that there was a man out there that could pick me up by my neck, oh no. Broke. Yeah. <laughs> with ease? Oh right. no. hell no. Hell no. <laughs> hell yeah. no. Take take the belt. That whatever. Whatever no. we fighting for, take it. You, you got Buy me it. out my contract. I'm going home. Right now. <laughs> Immediately. I'm going the fuck home. But ladies and gentlemen, click you have been yep. amazing. As always. You know what I'm saying? As always. Uh heal your body. I don't I don't know what to, I don't know. Just heal Man. your body. I'm right. This gets to the bills fall off. Make sure your wife don't call no Cowboys fan a no good bitch ass motherfucker on certain Sunday. You know what I'm saying? Like just, make, just, just keep so I, I have a I have a security team called um, Higher Upsilon Security, mm-hmm. and um, no Upper Upsilon or Higher Upsilon. It Upsilon is one of the words. Um, and I'm in a group chat with them and and my partner and yeah. One of them is a Cowboys fan, and it was just so much shit talk. I had to mute the chat. Like I'm, I'm not, I'm not doing this with y'all this week. So, <laughs> oh, especially after the game they lost against the Packers. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm not doing this with y'all. Yeah, I'm doing like, this. Yes, uh, ladies and gentlemen, this has been a, this has been an awesome. This has been an awesome time. We're kicking off 2024, right? With the right people, and we will see you. Hold up, before I leave, wait a minute. Before I leave, you know what I'm saying. Want to leave everybody with some some positive information, some great philosophy from one of the great philosophers of our time. It's gonna look good in that light. It's gonna hit the club light. Cause guess what? When the light hit Hit the the ice. It twinkle and glitter. You see a real nigga with this bitch on. You see a real. Birdman taught you.
Birdman taught you when the light hit the ice, it twinkled and glistened. And one more be careful. Be careful. Be careful. <laughs> be careful. We are out of here. Damn. Y'all.